Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans, and I'm your transformation coach and health strategist based in Melbourne, Australia, but I do work all over the world. Uh, thank, thankful for the technology that enables me to do that. Today, I wanted to talk about career change. Now, I am talking from experience here because this is uh, what I've done, and I wanted to talk about uh, just the, I've done a a number of podcasts with international guests this week, and they'll be, I'm spreading theirs out over the next couple of weeks. And uh, some some key points have come up through those conversations. And one of the topics was around uh, advice to help people if they are thinking about a career change or if they are wanting to start a business and so forth, and uh, just some strategies around that. So I just thought I would reflect on uh, my own personal experience uh, today. So my background is... If this is the first time you've been listening to me, um, so I started out my career in accounting and uh, I went on to university to do a Bachelor of Business in Accounting. I then went to work for Coopers and Lybram before I became PricewaterhouseCoopers and uh, I, had a, I started off in internal, uh, sorry, external audit. I then had a combination of external audit, internal audit, background I then left that, went to an organisation here called Telstra, which is like the biggest telco in the country, and I worked in an accounting area there. And then I, I was there for a few years. It really wasn't the position uh, for me. I wasn't having a lot of fun there. I then moved to an internal order position into RACV. And what attracted me to that position was uh, more the organisation. And I thought, well, this is a good way to get into the organisation. It was very diversified in a lot of different industries. And I thought this is an exciting opportunity to get into there and then move uh, throughout the organisation. I had some, uh, some operational management roles. I was acting general manager for a while in, um, uh, in one of the business units. And then I moved to uh, my last role was like a business improvement manager, which I was responsible for. I wasn't personally responsible for the 600 uh, staff, but I reported directly to the general manager who was, and we were responsible for making sure that there was a continuous improvement uh, mindset and approach and training and everything in place across those 600 people. And uh, so 19 years in total, I was, uh, I was in business. So I went on to, with Coops and Lyran to become a chartered accountant. And it was through that, through that study uh, the hardest thing that I've done in my life, way harder than uh, university, uh, very intense. And um, I look, I got some tremendous amount of experience uh, through it uh, at the same time. Uh, but as I was going through studying to become that, that chartered accountant, I realised that I didn't want to be a chartered accountant. I didn't like the culture uh, within the firm, so I, d- I didn't want to be in one of those. I had friends that were in other of the, at the time, I think it was the big, big eight or big six back in, we're talking uh, early 1990s to mid 1990s. And I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to be in that, that environment. It just wasn't me. So anyway, fast forward 19 years later, uh, well, probably 17 years later, and I made that decision that I was always looking for every four and a half years, I needed a new challenge. Every four to four and a half years, I wanted a new challenge. It's like, okay, what's that next thing? And to some extent, I'm always looking for, okay, 
what am I going to do for the rest of my life kind of thing? What is that role going to be? And I wasn't in any of those roles. So I thought, yeah, I can do this forever. I'm like, yeah, man, I can't do this forever. But what's next? I saw each step as a stepping stone to that next thing uh, that I would hopefully find. And then one day I was sitting in my, my gym at home and uh, I can remember I was having one of those reflective moments. I think it was a Sunday and I literally looked up at the light and uh, in the room on the roof and I, I said, what if I did this? And then just like that, it came to me. It's like, why don't I do this? And it's like I was, I was sitting in my own studio at that time. I, I was married at, the, at that particular time and uh, we'd made a purpose. We were living on two and a half acres and I'd made this purpose-built uh, studio at the front of the house that was a separate building. It was about 70-odd square metres. And I thought, why don't I do that? And it was at the time we'd, uh, we were planning a family out and uh, we were going to uh, have two kids. I thought, well, that was 2007. And so then I discussed it with my partner and said, well, why don't we, why don't we do this? So I then went off and, and got studied. Uh, so I needed, well, I, what I did, I worked out what was the minimum qualification I needed to do to in order to be able to set up the business from a, an insurance perspective and make sure, because I'm very left brain, make sure I did all the right things. And at that time, I did think that I knew everything, right? I thought, I know enough to be able to train anyone to be a world-class athlete. I don't need to do this, but I need to do it because I need to get insurance and get those things in place. Now, I then uh, found a place where I could do it. There was no online training at all at that time. We're talking like 2007. There just was not online training in this particular space. And now it's everywhere. But uh, I found uh, uh, my local YMCA, they ran a course and I found uh, an option where I could do it every Saturday for the full day for essentially a year to get both certifications. And so that's what I did. And through that process, uh, we had, um, I think we had, I can't remember, 2007, who was born? Emily, she was two. And as I was studying, we then had, had a second child and uh, I, I saw it as a great opportunity for then the plan at the time was in 2013, don't ask me why it was six years, but it was like 2013, I will then move away from uh, my full-time work into uh, running the business, etc., etc. Um, so what I, I knew as I was going through this was that I'm, well, I didn't know about left brain, right brain at that time, but uh, because of me being um, very planning and everything, I thought, well, I, I don't have the sales skills and the marketing skills to know how to build a business. So let me find somewhere where I can do that. And I found that organisation and then I signed up with them. And after working with them for well, really about a year and a half, I thought, do you know what? I, I'm hungry. I need to do this now. And I thought about, imagine what I could be doing if I was doing this now. And it was going to mean walking away from a six-figure income to build something from scratch. But I believed in myself. I had that belief that I could do it. Now, so we got to that point. It was 2009 and I said, I need to do it now. Discuss it with my wife. And uh, she agreed. And the time... Uh, that was it was good timing because she wanted to return to work full time uh, sorry almost full time um, so, so I think she's working four days a week 
and then I was going to uh, look after the kids, so be the, the stay-at-home dad, if you like, and enable me to work on the business while the kids sleep as they were still having naps and that in that time of the day. I'd work at night time as well. And I was taking on the role as a dad that my dad never took on for me. And I wanted to be closer to my girls and I, I just wanted uh, to do less travel. I wanted to stay at home more and, and just run the business from home. So all of those things were really aligning. That's what we did. Now, in doing that, we knew that we would be under a bit of pressure financially because even though we were earning around the, about the same, we're both earning six-figure incomes and she was going to go back, but not full-time, but I think it was four days initially. Maybe she went back five. I can't remember. She would know. Uh, and I would then start running the business and try and get some, uh, get some clients and then... Uh, you know, replace that income. So it was a big adjustment to the household. So we're, we're lucky we're at a time when we didn't have any personal debt, we had good investments, we were financially sound. And so that provided us with the options to do that. But I was putting myself under a lot of pressure because I was, up to that point, I was the biggest income earner uh, for the household. And so it was a big, uh, I guess, a, a dint to my ego, but I knew that I could make it work. And so for... I think the first, the first six months while I'm building the business, uh, from an accounting perspective, I think it was a, a loss of like $26,000 because I had to buy extra equipment. I had to uh, sign up for uh, websites and different systems and customer relationship databases and all that kind of stuff and marketing. And uh, it took six months before we started to uh, get that positive return. Um, so it was a big step. So let's just pause that for a moment. I would not advise anyone to do this unless you're in a very financial situation. I wouldn't do it that way. And so if you are thinking about that, whether it's a... Well, career change can be different, but let's talk about, say, doing what I did and swap from a, an employee to a business. Uh, you want to do it at the same time, right? So you, you work your full-time job still, or if it's part-time, and on those other days, let's say it's full-time, so you use your weekends to recover a little bit, but you're working. You're using your evenings, early mornings to work on growing your business. And then when you get to that stage where you can replace your career income with your business income, that's the time to start making the move. And assuming that there's a future for it. Like you wouldn't be, uh, let's say the blockbuster scenario. You get to the stage where, yes, I've replaced my income, but you know just around the corner that Netflix is going to take over all that space. And if you haven't innovated, all of a sudden, people aren't going to hire DVDs anymore, then clearly that model is not going to survive and you, your business is going to collapse just like blockbusters did. Um, so you have to make sure that it's a sustainable uh, a model. And that's the way that I would do it. So you would do it uh, part-time. You would uh, be working extra hours. It's hard, right? It's really hard. It might sound easy. Oh, we'll just get to that point where you're replacing your business income and then swap. Think about the industry that I work in, which health, wellness, fitness. The average personal trainer, fitness trainer earns somewhere between 25000 which is kind of average, to a max of 50000 Now, I do way better than that, but most are in that range. Why? Because they don't understand business, it's hard work, and they think that 
by charging somebody 80, uh, 90, 100, $120 an hour that they're laughing and that they only need to work a few hours a day if you'd like to, to get in that extra income. Well, that might be nice, but if you don't have that uh, it might be nice for some people, but I mean, I'm, I'm looking to get 40, 50 sessions uh, plus a week and you've got to have that continuous tap running, right? Otherwise, it just dries up. You need to keep getting the leads. You need to keep uh, the marketing going. You need to understand how to do that. You need to understand how to run a proper business. And most people in that space run a cash hobby type business, they normally run two to three jobs. And if they get an opportunity in another job, they stop the training. I Just about every single client that I have has a story that they used to train with someone else and now they don't do it anymore because they had a baby or they went back to work or they, they went and did another job. And it's something completely different. So in other words, what they were doing was a PT side hustle kind of thing uh, not most of them run illegal businesses, and I say that from the perspective of most run a cash business. They don't declare the money, so they're effectively breaking the law. Uh, and I wanted to set mine up professionally right from the very beginning. So, in my area, for instance, I am the longest-serving personal trainer. If I, I don't like that that terminology for me, but a fitness coach, transformation coach, I'm the longest one here. Right, so many just come and go. They don't. They don't last because they don't know how to do it. So, replace the income first. It's very hard before you make any changes. Now, if it comes to a just a career change, say you're going from one job to another. For me, there, I think it's. I I always had this approach. I I never want to be making a sideways move unless there is the prospect of going much faster or much bigger down the track. And I'm not talking like, okay, well, in 20 years down the track, it's going to happen. I'm talking in the next few years. I'm prepared to make a sideways move if it means that I can do this in the next you know, 12 months, two years, something like that, maybe three years max. You always want to be going up that corporate ladder. You, you want to be making sure that you're progressing in your role And if you think that money is the answer, it is not. Yes, we all need money to be able to live a certain lifestyle and to achieve the financial goals that we want to. But there comes a point where the money just does not matter. I would rather be paid, if I went back into corporate world or working for someone else, which would be very, very difficult for me now, mainly because I would be... I would be sick of everybody's excuses. People wouldn't be working as hard as me and that would just frustrate the crap out of me. People just have so many excuses. Um, But if I went back into that, I would much rather take less money, know that there were tremendous opportunities. I loved the work and I was growing as a person. I was growing professionally. I was able to build great relationships with people within the role, etc. I would really, really love that. Like if I did go back into corporate now, I would absolutely outperform, I reckon, just about every person there because my mindset is so different. I've been conditioned so differently now 
um, particularly around relationships. When I worked in big corporates before, I was not interested in the relationships because I, I just didn't see how it would take me anywhere else. Now, I would be meeting with all the people that were at my level, above my level, above their level, um, looking externally as well. How do I get that business into our business? Uh, yeah, it would be so different for me and I'd be just outperforming everybody. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, that'd be exciting um, from that perspective. But uh, So always think about what, what's that next thing? Is this a stepping stone? Don't just move for money because that will only take you so far. And are you going to grow professionally? Is it ticking those boxes for you? Because the money runs out, the fun runs out, you're not growing professionally, and that becomes boring really quickly. So I listened to Mike Slade, uh, who uh, was coaching JT. I think he still does coach him. Uh, JT, my coach. And so Mike Slade, best friends with uh, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and tremendous insights. And he talks about uh, success and the people that uh, he has worked with and the, uh, the reasons that he, he moved away from Microsoft because he, he, he felt like he just wasn't having fun in the role anymore. He was just like he, he wanted to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond rather than a, a smaller fish in a bigger pond. He wanted to have more impact that way. He wanted to have more fun doing the things that he was great at. And then when he was able to do that, that's when he really thrived and had, had more fun. So it's, um, I think sometimes like when you're good, you're going to get approached by people. You're going to get poached by people. Like I had an opportunity last year uh, where I, one of my clients actually approached me to come in and join their business. It would be doing something completely different than I'm doing uh, right now. And I thought, okay, uh, I'm prepared to, I spent about, probably eight to maybe eight hours in their business, maybe longer. And uh, it was in real estate. And so I was doing opens with them. I went to, uh, you know, I, I spent a day out with them, or half a day. Uh, I was attending team meetings. I met with all the key staff, etc. And then I thought, okay, I'm being open to building relationships and doing some different things. And I went to my coach, as I said to the, these um uh, business partners, I said, look, I don't make any big decision in my life without running it through my coach first. I said, I'm open to this, but I said it, it would fundamentally change what I'm doing at the moment and I want to talk to my coach. And so I took, spoke to him a few days later and he said, don't do it. I'm like, right, okay. Now, if he, if he had have said, he knows me very, very well. If he had have said, yes, absolutely do it, I would have done it because I trust him so much. But he also knows me so well and I, he told me all the reasons why not to do it. And I said, right, I won't do it. And so then I had to have some tough conversations with uh, the key partners to say this is why. They didn't get it, but of course, they're coming from a different perspective. They want to fill a role. They saw that I would be great for their business and it would bring more income into their business. They'd make more money as well. Uh, but it would mean starting over again. And it would mean a big delay in me getting paid. Like I, I might have to wait three to six months to get paid. And this is an industry where it really probably takes you five years before things start to become effortless, right? So I would be 60 
It's like, do I want to start from scratch again? And that's a resounding no. And so I probably wouldn't start any new business from scratch now. It's, just, it's not worth it. I, I know how hard it is to start things from scratch. I just wouldn't do it. Would I potentially partner with someone else in, in something at some point? Maybe, but I want to be in control of my own destiny and uh, not be relying on, on others because I can always rely on my work ethic, my performance, my no excuses, and I know what I want. Whereas you're in a partnership, even if it's with just one person, and all of a sudden you're going along great, you wake up one day and the partner says, I want to exit the business. And then you're like, okay, well now I need to find another partner to do this, you can't find the partner, you need to sell the business, it's all over and it's a mess because this one person uh, wants to get out of it. Um, So it's it's really, really tricky, right? Um, So again, that's why I have coaches to make sure that I can run these things by them so that they know what's best for me and they can see what you can't see because they've done it before or they've seen the consequences of uh, what things are are like. that's That's what you need. You need to kind of fast track look into the future and see what this looks like and then run that by somebody that um, is coaching you. So that is my thought for today on uh, careers, career changes. Uh, I think it can be, if I look at the change that I've gone through, I think it's probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. At the same time, it's also something that's involved the most risk that I've ever taken in my life and it's involved the most pain and the most hard work that I've ever put in in my life. But I'm also betting on me, and I know that me, with the passion that I have, and the work ethic and focus that I have, and I have now created, that I will never fail, because I know that it's me, and I know what I can do, and I know what I'm prepared to do. And I know how I'm building success. I've built a lot of success, how I'm building more success and what I'm, I'm looking forward to in this kind of next phase of, of my life. And so I think that's exciting. But it comes at a big cost. And that is the hard work that you put into it, right? If you knew the hard, you're only going to know what hard work, because hard work is just two words. You're only going to know what the hard work is and what it takes to run the successful business when you're in it and you failed at different things. And then you look back and you say, now I know what he was talking about. This is what hard work is. I used to think that I worked very hard in corporate. I didn't know what hard work was until I was in my own business. And that's just the reality of it. So if you want to connect with me, you can go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. You can opt in for a free consultation right there. I'd love to connect with you. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. I give everybody a free consultation. So it's Saturday here today. So, um, you know, set your next week up for success. Stay safe, healthy, focused, energized. Let's make this year your best yet.